Hello, and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. Welcome, everyone, to the Business Owners Unite podcast. My name is Kyle, your host today. We have a very special guest, Mark Southwell, who's joining us from Connections for Business. Now, Mark, you have a very interesting story, which is why I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today, because we've known each other for at least a year now, I reckon, and we've had a lot of chats between then and now. Things that I don't know if you have the security clearance to share with the general public, but I'm really excited to talk about your background in terms of working in the public sector, working in your own business, and I guess learning from your journey. So maybe a good place to start with all that is for the people who don't know you personally. Who are you? What do you do? And tell us a bit more about your business. As Carl said, Mark Southall, Connections for Business. We have been doing IT support, have been paid to do IT support for over 50 years. Now, um, people go, how the hell could you? You can't be that old. I (laughs) built my first computer when I was 13 years old, so I'm just admitting my age. Sold it to my brother and he broke it. I had to fix it and he paid me for it when I was 13 years old. So yes, I have been fixing computers for 50 years and it's always what I wanted to do. So I am one of those very lucky people that have been doing what they wanted to do throughout my business life. I've been in a whole lot of variety of different situations. Um, Growing up in Canberra, of course, I was working for organizations that were supporting the public service. Um, Through that, I got involved in a lot of very high security situations, which Kyle um, alluded to. In fact, the only um, government agency that I have not done any work for is the Depend Signals Directorate. They are the one that oversees everybody else. They are the group of spooks that look out, look oversee all the other spooks, but they are also the ones that know about everything that everybody's doing. So I have had a top secret clearance for just thinking almost 38 years. So I, and I have been working in a whole lot of very high security environments, but that's not where I really like to work. I really like to work in supporting small business and small to medium business in getting the best they can out of technology. So taking away the worry about are we using the right technology in our business taking that problem away and saying okay you focus on what your business is doing and Mm. we will be the advisor to to deliver to you what your business the technology your business needs to succeed and not only succeed but be be very successful yeah nice um we have done that with quite a number of businesses on the coast um, because i've been here for over 20 years um and have worked with, uh, worked in, worked for a number of companies as um, their IT manager and have taken that skill and worked on the other side, again, delivering IT support through my own companies for just over 20 years. It's, it's something that I really enjoy doing, but the thing that I've been focused on lately is building a team that can deliver that so that's not just reliant on me. So yeah. having people that I work with, 
both um, people like yourself, Kyle, and, and other people particularly involved in BX because that's been wonderful for me for finding people who can help in the areas in business that don't just mean technology so that yes. we're not just mm. delivering technology, we're doing, delivering a whole suite of business support services to a business dependent on what they need. And to that end, for the last two and a half years, I've been working with the guys at Level Up Solutions, and I'm about to become a director of that company. Having been a shareholder for just over two years, I'm about to become a director, which means that I will have more influence on the way that particular company works. But be somebody that I want to shape into being a company that helps companies like my own deliver services to their clients. So we will become a wholesale provider in a similar way to what Telstra Optus or Vodafone might do or the other bigger players. But dealing with big companies is always painful. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> we want to be the right size company for smaller players to partner with in order to be able to deliver what they need. And Perfect. Nice. Yeah. That's a whole lot of different things about where I am. Yeah. <laughs> You've given us 50 um, years of history. Yeah. It's, no, it's fantastic, Mark. I think yeah. I, I always imagine you when you say that you work for pretty much every um, public intelligence kind of community under the sun for Australia. I always imagine you, you know, the guy in James Bond who comes up with all the cool gadgets and he's got all the pens, pens that shoot yeah. out the poison darts. That's, that's how I imagine you doing your job. But I, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that something that you used to do? Uh, that's who, no, that's who I wanted to be and I've yep. never <laughs> quite got there. Yeah. And yeah, I want the car, the, <laughs> the one that went underwater. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. That was a cool car. No, that's awesome though. I, I'm very fascinated by your, your story and your history. Just thinking about the evolution of technology that you would have seen in your career, because I couldn't imagine a world now where you didn't use computer, where you didn't have your business run in the cloud, where you didn't need to have a website, social media. Everything must have changed so much because even in my career, I can remember when people were like, do you think I really need a website? You're like, yeah, yeah, you probably you do need a website. You know what I mean? So I guess in your journey, like what were some of the, the biggest changes? What were the things that you've seen that really stand out? I remember in 1985 standing inside a computer, like oh. one of the biggest computer in Australia. And in order to be able, it had its own air conditioning environment. So it'd be a Cyber 205, at the CSIRO Division of Computing Technology. There is more computing power in that, a hundred times more computer power in that than was in that Cyber 205. And the back end of that was the original internet in Australia. It was a connection wow. of from the CSI, all of the CSIRO divisions and five universities across Australia. We had the internet in Australia eight and a half months before the Americans did. Wow. And wow. we connected to them and they, when they found out what we were doing in UCLA, UCLA they went, we need to do the same thing. So big wow. history that a lot of people don't know, the internet was actually invented in Australia. I did not know that. That's something to be very proud of, I reckon. Yep. And I think use, most people are using it nowadays. Well <laughs> done, Aussie. <laughs> Unless you're living in, trying to think of, there wouldn't be very many locations, South America, New Guinea, places that are really off the beaten track. But the other thing that we, I have been involved with a lot lately is people who want to take the internet out of their world, who want oh, yeah. to build a home particularly that has no Wi-Fi. 
And wow. the, so is that the, like Faraday cage level yes. fit outs? Wow. That's uh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And doing that for people, which it's a different sort of situation, but because of the knowledge that I've got and other people that I work with, we can do that even a standard family home. So it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. What a story, man. <laughs> and I guess, how did, when did you start your business? When was it that you actually started working for yourself instead of James Bond? 2003. So okay. it wow, is, so has 20. been Oof. just over 20 years. Incredible. A friend of mine, we started a company called Total Understanding IT. We were actually working for a company here on the coast and we realized that it wasn't what we wanted to do. And so we went and started up our own business. We didn't have a plan. We were just going to start work, start talking to people about, of course, that business failed. No plan. <laughs> just, <there's, laughs> but it wasn't because of the people that were in it. It was because we had no plan. We didn't, um, we didn't actually know what we were trying to achieve. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned, particularly lately. A good plan then you're going to, you have goals and you're going to succeed. Whereas yeah. without a plan, then yeah, you're likely to fail. Yeah. I know and, that Benjamin Franklin said once that fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Uh, and I think that's a really yep. apt way of putting it. Yep. Well, well I think standing, when he was standing on the bottom of the line with the kite, trying to catch lightning because he wanted yeah. to capture electricity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was, honestly, I think Benjamin Franklin is probably one of my all-time heroes because that man has done more than 10 people could do in their lifetimes. Not only was he an in incredible inventor, he was a great writer, he uh, was a great businessman, an entrepreneur, he was a yeah. diplomat, he, he spent a yeah. lot of time networking in France and the European countries for America and helped fund a lot of the war. And he was one of the founding fathers of the American experiment. So what a story, um, but a bit of a tangent, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, he's also cool. one of those people that I look up to because of all the things he achieved and that and Nikola Tesla. Um, yes. Who, yeah. Competed against Edison unsuccessfully, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. yeah. He used to work for Edison, didn't he? And then they yeah. kicked off like a bit of a war, the ACDC war, which is um, funnily enough, a very famous Australian band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. I definitely think that I, going back to your point about planning, I think that Maybe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. It's really just having a lack of vision of where you want to get to, because if you don't know where you're going, then any direction will do. Yeah. And in fact, it's one of the first things that we try to find out about any business that we're going into support, where they want to go, what is it they're trying to achieve and what is the pain points that they've got right at the moment and can technology resolve some of those pain points and mm. often technology isn't the answer and coming to that conclusion is a painful thing for us but we need to say to people you need to develop the right processes and have the right people because without yeah. those two the best technology does not succeed yeah it's everybody wants to automate and it's really at the end of the day it's more about documenting processes and understanding the yes. steps involved yep. um, because you can't polish a turd. I like to say, oh, you really have to, uh, <laughs> you have to have uh, good processes in the business in order to see if you can automate much easier to do it when it's already an established system. I have a polished turd. Do you now? Oh, I don't know if that's going to be. Oh, it's a fossilized one. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It was that is an interesting story. How did you get your hands on that? Is it a dinosaur turd? <laughs> dinosaur turd. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it's that's pretty cool. It's too. 
Oh wow! Gosh. So it's like like a sparkly unicorn or sort. Or wow, yes. that's. Yep. I've got to say, Mark, you've got some pretty fascinating and interesting stories. I've got to say, out of all the people I know, you've always got some pretty crazy stories. <laughs> but all of them are true, and that, isn't that the the one of thing? I can't invent all this. It's like, yeah, yeah. What's the saying? Fiction's stranger than, or no, reality's stranger than. Um, yeah, you can't make it up. You were telling me the other day, actually, about a boat race in, I'm going to say in Alice Springs. I can't yes. remember where there's no water. The Henley on Todd, the only time the Henley on Todd is cancelled is when there's water in the river because they carry the boats around. So <laughs> I'm adding this to my bucket list. I have to see this boat race because it sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a whole lot of festivities between mid-June until about August, late August. Every week or two, there's something on in Alice Springs or the Northern Territory, and you can just go and pick a couple of those events that you really want to go to. And Terrace Day, which is on the 1st the first of July, and the Henry on Todd, which is two weeks later. If you went to Alice Springs, that would be the two weeks that I'd go. But Very then cool. again... Two weeks before that is also the Feet Desert Race, which is the craziest desert race in the world. <laughs> How uh, so? Where they spend two I, days, I'm, I'm two, ask. two days racing bikes, cars, trucks, and um, buggies, um, two hundred oh kilometers God. south into the desert, oh and then they God. camp overnight <laughs> and come two hundred kilometers back again. And wow. yes, I have never actually ridden in the race myself, but I've helped crew for it a couple of times. Okay, um, and it is so grueling that. People get to the end of the race and fall out of their vehicles, fall off wow. their bikes because they're wow. just going so hard. Far uh, out, man. It is, yeah, for desert races, for people who like racing the desert, it is the one event that they always want to go to. So there's some crazy stories about Australia. It's such a strange and fascinating place, isn't it? I, I, sorry, one more thing. <laughs> Alice Springs also has a yacht club. There's no water in Alice Springs. Well, I guess they have springs. And they have entered the Sydney to Hobart every year since 1990. Okay. They rent a yacht and of a relative of mine, in fact, um, they rent a yacht every year and they put a crew on it. They put locals and professionals onto the boat and they have always finished. Even in that crazy race about 15 years ago, where two thirds of the, um, the regatta dropped out, they managed to finish. Oh, wow. So wow. they have finished every race for over 30 years. Far out. <laughs> I, honestly, I have I, no As idea you can you tell, you, I love Alice Springs. And, yeah. yeah. It was the longest two years that I've actually spent. We went there for two years and we stayed almost nine. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Everybody says that it's an interesting place. So definitely yeah. have to check it out. Maybe for the, what is it? The, the Henley on Todd. Yeah. Henley on Todd. Yeah. Have to check it out. Yep. Well, Mark, this has been a fascinating conversation. I knew it was going to be anyways. I just wanted to maybe bring it back to the business side of things as much as we just helped Alice Springs on their tourism. I think that uh, one, one thing that I really want to, to chat with you, because IT's become everything in business, what do you find are the most common challenges that businesses face? If you're a small business owner, what are some things that you might not be aware of that you probably should be when it comes to your, your IT and potentially like your security? That, that is the point. Security, security is not just firewalls and um, virus scanners. They are part of the tools that everybody uses and all the way you check what you're doing online. It is mostly education. So it is the processes that you put in place to make sure 
that you don't get scammed. So that anytime somebody new is getting in contact with your business, particularly if you're a larger business where you employ staff, that there is a process to ensure that things don't go wrong with your payment processes. So mm. you need to have those sort of things in place. And we've got experience with making sure that people do not fall into the traps of social engineering, which is gotcha. the easiest thing that you receive an email, which looks perfectly okay. And it's asking yep. you to change the bank account that you're paying yep. the bills into. And it's not a month later that you receive a statement from one of your suppliers saying, hey, you haven't paid any of your bills. And you say to them, yes, we have, but we put it into mm. your new bank account. Yeah. Gotcha. How often do you hear yep. that one? Me? Yeah. About once a month. Wow. Seriously. I hear about that sort of scam. And it is the easiest one for businesses of a size that have their own, particularly if their bookkeeper is outsourced. Yeah. It is gotcha. an easy one to track, tra right. tra tra fall into. And it's one of the things that in our groups, I talk to the people who are involved in bookkeeping and say, you're aware of this sort of thing. You don't get trapped by this sort of thing, do you? They're all, I'm really grateful that everybody involved in BX and LinkedIn Local have been educated through the processes that we've put in place in order to be able to not get trapped by those things. So, so but going back to IT security, you were yep. saying that phishing is one of the most common, like email phishing is one of the most common scams that you see that, that people face. Cause that's, like you said, it's not just firewalls and virus protection. It's like, you want to make sure that you're not falling for an email scam or messenger scams, text scams, yep. where people are pretending to be somebody else. That's phishing, a phishing yes. scam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I, other types of scams, I guess, happen? They're the two most common ones, um, phishing and social engineering. Mm. And the one that, that so many people hear about is if you're putting yourself out there in, in our sort of business situation and you're trying to meet people, you, you expose yourself on various social medias, then you are going to get people that because you're, you're going up, you're being more visible. Being more visible means that you're more of a target. You've got to be very aware of that and be very careful of the people that Make it look as though there's somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you trust no one is what I'm hearing. Yep. Yeah. Security. <laughs> my, my business partner says security first, security last, security always. Think yep. about the security implications of what you're doing at all times. And if you yep. do that, then you're less likely to fall into a trap. Okay. Um, and I have just fallen into one last week where, wow, where really? I thought somebody on LinkedIn was somebody that I wanted to get in touch with. And it turns out that their LinkedIn profile had been hacked. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, so, man. Yeah. It happens so, more frequently than we realize. And it happens to everybody. It does. You, you, you've just got to be careful. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, one thing and that I've been seeing a lot of. Yep. Sorry, you go. It's, it's not technology. It is mm. all process and the things that you use, but it's a matter of educating people. So that's actually something that we, I was talking to Luke Hawley about making a presentation at LinkedIn Local next year in order to be able to educate. And there, there's, I, I, we had one late last year where we got a panel of five or six IT people and security was our focus on what we we're trying to present. And we're going to do another one of those this year so that we can have a, where we get up there and present what we're doing for business people. And there's a, but most of the session is Q and A. 
So okay. people will be able to ask what they, what the sorts of things that they're saying, what we would suggest, um, they do for it. And that it, it's part of me being a philanthropic person, giving yep. that, that away in order to be able to generate interest. And I got more out of doing, being part of a group up there on stage than if I tried to present myself just by myself. So yeah, I think it's always a good philosophy for life is to help, to serve your, your giving with abundance because you know that it will come back, right? Yeah. Like you yep. give and it will come back threefold. Yep. And may not nice. come back directly, but yeah. What was the, pay it forward. I know that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when I think about it every time we go, he, he didn't intend to get what he got, but it was brilliant. Yeah. I have nice. to go back and revisit yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah, it's an oldie. It's, it's old yeah. now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good oh, stuff, the story's, Mark. Well, the, the story's still the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I guess yeah. My, uh, my, my question for you would be like, going back onto the IT security side of things, what would be your main tips for small business owners? Is there anything that you can say, do X, Y, Z, and that will take care of 80% of your, you know, your security issues. Is there anything like that that you can share? Try to minimize your footprint. If you try and do too much with too many things, then the likelihood of things going wrong is a little bit higher. Um, What's your footprint mean? Is that like you're the software num you're number, using? Or? Number of different applications you're using, because if you use gotcha. too many, then you lose control of some of them and you might gotcha. put something out there that you don't keep track of. And okay. it, it means that you, you, and oftentimes you pay for what you get. And if you gotcha. go, going for a bargain, doesn't always deliver the bargain that you wanted. Okay. And rely on good advice. I will always tell people when technology isn't the answer. I use the example of my daughter, who's a tattoo artist who turns away more than half the people who come into her shop to get tattoos because they're in there for the wrong reason. Wow. And from a technology point of view, I will also tell people the same thing that I alluded to earlier. Technology isn't the answer if you don't have good people and processes. That, that triangle is the foundation of mine. Good, you need good people, good processes, and then good technology will provide the foundation for both of those to give you great value in your business. Nice. Well, that's and, awesome, Mike. And, well, yep. No, I was just going to say, that's great. That's really good advice. Excellent. Look, I think you know, we've covered off a lot today, and I know that we can probably talk for three times as long. So I'd love to have you probably back on the show at some point in the future, maybe to share some of the, the, the great insights that you'll share with the LinkedIn local. Uh, it would be great to get it out there online and share that with others as well. Um, before we wrap up, though, I wanted to ask a few rapid fire questions just to get a bit of advice for those listening. Um, and these aren't necessarily tech advice, but um, still, I think, very relevant. Um, the first one being, what is your best practice or ritual to kind of look after yourself um, as a business owner? Make time every day for you time. The time set aside, and I do it every morning. Take the dogs for a walk, go for a bike ride, go for a swim. Do something particularly early in the morning, which isn't um, checking on your emails. Because if you sit down there and check on your emails, check on social media, all of a sudden, two or three hours are gone. And you haven't actually got that me time. So either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, set aside an hour or two just to not work 
and be yourself because without looking after yourself, then you can't look after your business and your family, which are the two most important things. Yep. So true. Yeah. It reminds me of our good friend, David Penrose. He always says that your body yourself is the most important asset in your business. And if you don't look after that, then you're you're not going to have a business for very long. Definitely wise advice. The the next question for you is really all around productivity. You have a productivity hack that you'd like to share with everyone. How do you get stuff done is the question. I have a to-do list, which I rewrite every day in the evening. So what didn't I get to that I should have? What's left that's important? What is a priority? And do the important things first, because the important things matter even more than the urgent things. So my process is to do my next couple of days. So after I've cleared my head in the evening, I just write out the three things that I must get done tomorrow and make sure that I get those three, three things done. And if I get those three done, what's the next three things that I would like to get done? Nice. Um, Yeah, that's a great one. from a productivity point of view, really great for me. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Cheers, Mark. That's great. So I, I don't one, actually one more use, question. don't use technology for that. I write it in a book. <laughs> You've seen nice. my diary. Yeah. <laughs> I think writing, there's something to it. I, I know that yes. Rose, our favorite Rockhampton, Rose, she has the new Markable, which is really good. Yeah. So anyways, I know we're just about out of time. So the last question is, what's your favorite bit of software that you recommend every business to have? Um, doesn't need to be anything fancy, but is there any tools that you reckon that have been revolutionary for your business? To be, I have been a Microsoft person for almost 30 years. I have been certified. So Microsoft Office is really yeah, Excel. I can write database stuff in Excel. I can write all sorts of stuff in and Excel and Word are valued and underutilized by most people. And yeah. you, I can actually do so much with them. And all the stuff that sits behind that in the, in the 365 suite is really excellent. Google has its equivalents and I'm not, I'm agnostic. I have a very good friend who you just mentioned, Rose Weaver. <laughs> and anytime I need to do something with Google, I talk to her. And, yep. you know, nice. And the same thing with her, with anything with Microsoft. So we pigeon pair. Nice. That's good. It's always good to have a pigeon pair. Mark, it's been a pleasure chatting today. I'm sorry that I have to wrap things yep. up. I'd yep. love to have you on again. Just before we wrap though, if somebody does want to get your help with IT security, anything that you can help them with, where can we send our, uh, our listeners? Our connections for business. So that's connectionsnumericforbusiness.com.au. Just jump on the website and there is a bookings link on there. They can jump Perfect. on, book a time to meet with me. Excellent. Thanks again, Mark, for joining us today. It's been really fun being able to talk and uh, yeah, wishing you all the best, mate. We'll have to catch up soon. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes.